103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. I'm your host, Terrence Arney. Another great show we've got lined up for you uh, this evening. We will be speaking with uh, the head coach for uh greensburg ladies basketball uh coach jason simpson will join us on the show also an opportunity to speak with uh, olenberg academy's uh women's coach and basketball eric feller um, we'll talk to brianna morris about the cheer squad at north decatur we'll finish things off talking with uh batesville bulldog head men's basketball coach Aaron Garrett as well. This episode, as are all episodes of Coach's Corner, brought to you faithfully by Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communication, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. So we're at that time of the year where we turn the page from football and start to look towards basketball. And as many of you know, we just just a final note before we fully turn that page. But as many of you know, we had area schools um, really showcase the football talent we have here in southeastern Indiana. Uh, when just a few weeks ago, we had three teams playing in semi-state action, all with an opportunity to make the trip uh, down to Lucas Oil Field, uh, excuse me, Lucas Oil Stadium um, to, for an opportunity to win a state title. Uh, North Decatur uh, Chargers there in 1A, a phenomenal season. They had best season of record um, to date for that for that school. Uh, East Central Trojans also in the mix, as well as Lawrenceburg, uh, also in the mix and interesting there, Lawrenceburg and uh, East Central. Those two schools, of course, both part of the EIAC. So really putting EIAC football on the map, if you would. Um, the Chargers um, fell short there at the semi-state uh, level, but Lawrenceburg and Greensburg able to punch their tickets, go down to Lucas Oil Field. Uh, the the Tigers um, had a halftime lead, but uh, Shatard able to come back and win a state title and kind of spoil uh, their hopes and desires. But again, a phenomenal season, nothing to hang their heads about. But it was the Trojans of the three, uh, the East Central Trojans, able to get the job done. They finished the season 13-2. and um, Just an unbelievable run there in the back half of their season uh they go to lucas oil and like many teams all you want to do is be able to win your last game and boy they did just that um uh, defeating uh new prairie and it was you know and a lot of times when you get to that level right and you get to that state title um a lot of times those games are decided by small margins they're played heavily contested and played very closely um but this was not the case with the trojans and new prairie trojans came out uh like a man with his hair on fire in that first quarter um put up 20 points in a hurry um and all of it on the ground and you hear coaches talk all the time, particularly in situations where they're playing um, teams that they're not that familiar with, that when you look at them on tape, you can study all the tape you want to, but you cannot account for power and speed. And that really proved to be the difference in that ball game. Uh, I don't think, in my personal opinion, New Prairie was ready for the type of speed and the type of power uh, that East Central played with, particularly on offense, uh, the speed of those running backs, uh, Ringer in particular, um, and then the power 
of the offensive line. Uh, they just really blew New Prairie off the ball just about on every single play. The final score told that story, 37-7. to um, Now, when you factor in that they scored 20 unanswered points in the first quarter, you take that out, and it would have been a much more contested game. Right after that point, you're talking 17-7. And the rest of the game... Um, did tighten up a little bit. New Prairie kind of found their footing, so to speak. But, of course, the damage had already uh, been done. So I wanted to share some audio with you. Um, this audio would be of head coach Jake Miners immediately after uh, the win. And you can imagine for him his first state title as the head coach. Of course, he was there in 16 when they went um, as, as a member of the coaching staff. But to be able to get that done uh at his first state title as a head coach in just you know relatively short amount of time there are coaches out there that have been doing this a lot longer than coach Miner has and they're still searching for that elusive state title he gets it done in short fashion um and it was our own rob Moorhead that had an opportunity to speak to the coach right after the victory here's what he had to say coach Miners, how does it feel uh, incredible. Uh, you know, you work so hard for a moment like this. Our guys have been working for over 10 months uh, for this opportunity today. And to watch our guys go out and perform the way they did today, I uh, just couldn't be prouder. You know, I feel like a, a dad to all these guys. And to watch the, them go out and perform in the biggest stage and the way they performed today, um, just so proud of them. Um, and really just proud of our coaching staff. I'm proud of our community. Uh, Times like these show you just what a wonderful community that St. Leon is. Um, A a place that is a great place to raise a family, a great place for high school football. Um, And and everybody really showed out today. Coach, just a dominant performance by the Trojans today. You get a 37-7 victory. It was obvious the game plan was keep the ball on the ground early. You pounded them on the first three offensive possessions. Had to be pleased with what the offense looked like. Uh, very pleased. We challenged our offensive line uh, early in the week that, you know, this is what we're thinking. This is our game plan. Uh, we think that these plays are going to be successful for us. And they, they went out and, you know, executed a game plan. Uh, we talked about that this is still going to be a high school football game. And all they have to do is go out and perform and play really hard and uh, they you know they were able to do that um, we felt like that we wanted to attack them on the ground early uh, try to establish you know um the offensive line and defensive line on both sides of the ball. Uh, and then if the passing game was open, then be able to take advantage of the passing game. So all phases, we, we were pretty clean at today. Um, you know, there's a few hiccups in every game that uh, you're not very happy with. But um, overall, just the way we played, the way that our offensive line really handled um, their defensive line, uh, just couldn't be prouder of a group. And defensively, this team came in averaging over 357 yards a game. You held them well, well underneath that. Defense really, really played well also. Yeah, they're kind of our unsung hero. Um, you know, throughout the year, they're, they're kind of the, the ones that just keep showing up and going to work, and, and they love it. Um, and, and it just comes down to playing smart football, maintaining gap integrity, tackling, and then if a turnover presents itself, make go make the play. And we did that again today. Um, and the game of football comes down to just some basic fundamentals, um, and we were able to play very fundamentally sound today. The defense, you know, there's a couple of times where their backs were put up against the wall, uh, and they kept rallying through time after time. Coach, 32 years old, you got a state championship under your belt in your fourth year as a head coach. It's got to just feel incredible in the position you're in uh, with all the work that goes into this. Uh, it does. It does. But it's not just me. You know, I have a very veteran coaching staff around me. I'm still one of the youngest guys on staff. Um, <laughs> you know, just kind of manage the things, trying to manage the details, allow our coaches to go coach. And they do a really good job of, you know, coaching their guys, coaching each position group uh, and putting it all together. Um, if you would see our coach's office sometimes, you'd probably laugh about how chaotic it can seem at times. Uh, but, you know, everybody has a voice and everybody has their input. Uh, we, we come up with game plans, come up with the scouting reports that we think are going to be effective for us. And uh, just, it's just a great staff to be a part of. I'm just lucky to be a part of it and honored to be, to be able to lead this group. And, Coach, the last question, if I recall correctly, you probably didn't get to see it, but I think we might have seen your wife and your children up on the big screen there today, and what a cool moment that had to be also. I actually did get to see it. It was during one of the TV timeouts. Uh, Yeah, just seeing them come up and enjoy it. You know, 
that's a lot of sacrifice that my wife makes with our four kids. Uh, my four kids, they love East Central football. They don't know anything else. Uh, they love coming up to the coach's office, love being around our players. And, and to see them, um, you know, up on a Jumbotron, it's a cool dad moment. Very good. Well, Jake, for everyone at WRBI, I want to thank you again for all you've done uh, for us and our broadcast. Always given uh, generously of your time, and we can't be more happy for you. Congratulations, Class 4A state champions. Jake Miners, great job. Thank you. I appreciate everything you guys do. That was head coach Jake Miners of the East Central Trojans, and I, I made mention to you how dominant uh, the Trojans were particularly in their running game. Uh, let me share these numbers with you. They had three running backs. Um, Eli Ashton, uh, of course, uh, Ringer, you, you, the names that you're familiar with, Ringer and Brotherton, and all three of those backs had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Ashton, five carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. A ringer, 24 carries, 171 yards and count them, four rushing touchdowns. Brotherton with 18 carries and 102 yards. Three different running backs. All three had over 100 yards. That's just a phenomenal uh, job there. And again, congratulations to the entire East Central uh, community, East Central staff and team, um, to East Central Nation. You got yourselves another one um, and well deserves. Coach's Corner will continue here in just a moment. So keep it locked in on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana you also got to try our new fiesta red jalapeno poppers sweet heat deliciousness available only at ison's family pizza 812-933-0333 isonsfamilypizza.com and downtown Bates. we don't sell you cars we help you buy them this is ty fleetwood sales manager at fleetwood chevrolet buick located at 950 north michigan greensburg indiana i want to invite you to visit us at fleetwood chevrolet buick we have greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. We are here for you. At George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values. You and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before, now, and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to more Coach's Corner. And Coach's Corner being brought to you this evening in part by Ice and Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood, Chevrolet Buick, and George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. So we can now fully turn the page on our fall sports, moving away from football into basketball uh, with that uh, incredible run from the East Central Trojans and winning uh, yet another state title there and joining us now on the program it is greensburg women's basketball head coach coach jason simpson coach welcome to the corner well thanks for having us it's always a lot of fun to come down your way and 
and get to talk some Pirates basketball. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Coach, my information might be a little stale and dated. I'm showing your program early here on the season, and even 3-3, three and three, but I am missing uh, the reporting from that uh, East Central uh East Central game, so that might not be in the mix. Uh, but it looks like you've got yourself a full week of practice, and you guys get at it again on Saturday, taking on Seymour. Well, actually, you're not missing a report on that because that game hasn't happened yet. Um, okay. Last week, we we got into to, we didn't have school on Wednesday, and we were in, and we had our walkthrough in preparation for the game, and and I walked through the door at home, and no more through the door. I get a text from Coach Moore. And um, he said, hey, can can I give you a call? Well, he called, and they had, I think he said they would have had three varsity kids able to play that night because of sickness. And he said, oh, I have wow. three kids and, and maybe a coach and a half. Um, <laughs> and he's he's such a good friend of mine that I was like, you know, if if I weren't a competitor and I didn't like you so much, we'd say, hey, game is scheduled, <laughs> let's play. But I didn't want to do that to him. It's You know, it's not fair to the kids that – both teams aren't at full strength, and so that is actually rescheduled for tomorrow night. We'll head on the okay. road and go down there for that. And then we were supposed to play Seymour on Saturday, and this time the shoe was on the other foot. This time it was my kids that, that were sick, and so now that one's been pushed until December. So your information is correct. We are still 3-3 three and three on the season, but we're supposed to have played two more games in the interim. Wow. Well, you know, Coach, I'll tell you what, I appreciate you taking us behind the velvet rope and showing us the life of a <laughs> high school basketball coach. Things aren't always um, as they're planned. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. And, you know, like when I was talking to Kevin about it, you know, I, I shared with our kids that even though this will be our first conference game of the season, this is my ninth year and seven out of, of the last eight years, this game, even though it is game one on the conference tilt for us, mm-hmm. has decided the conference champion. Um, and so I, I just didn't think that it was right for for either program to to be put in that situation. And you know, there's people. Well, you should have gone down there. You would have been. Uh, th- that, to me, that's a hollow victory if you do that. If right. you go on the road, you're going to play a program that's that's as successful as Kevin has made them. If you're lucky enough to come out with a win, you want to know you did it against a team at full strength because ultimately, yes, this counts in the conference standings, conference standings and things, but we're building towards the end of the year and that ultimate goal of of winning a sectional title and you know mm-hmm. do you get better if you're not playing a team at full strength and that's these games that are earlier in the year you just want to continue to get better each each time you're going out and i i didn't feel like that was going to put our kids in a position to do that and it wasn't fair to kevin's kids either to say all right you you seven eight nine on the jv now you get to to play varsity and expect to go out and, and compete like that. So I just didn't feel right doing that. Oh, no doubt about it, the right decision. And I'm sure um, they they greatly appreciate you, you looking at it in the way that you did. But tell me a little bit about the program this year, Coach, how you're made up, what do you who do you have returning, and um, uh, just, just how this team's been put together uh, for this year. Well, I didn't know that we could get any younger than we were last year, and <laughs> we've somehow done it. Um, I have, of my seven kids who see a, a majority of our varsity time, we've got one senior in Sarah Stapp, mm-hmm. um, and then Carly Adams is the one junior. And Carly uh, has started for us since she was a freshman. And okay. then our leading scorer from last year, our point guard, uh, Miley Wilkinson, unfortunately is not with us this season she suffered a knee injury this past summer and so she's going to be out this entire year so you know that that's kind of a tough blow to to have as a team when you're your leading scorer and your point guard from the year before even though she was only a freshman that that's a really tough blow but uh her running mate who who is a sophomore as well Leah West is now our leader Leah is, is more of a stretch four type player she can score it inside and out tremendous athlete and um, then we have a defensive dynamo, we'd call her. I always semi-joke that I almost feel sorry for the kids on the other team who have to be guarded by Emma McQueen, who's another sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just one of those kids who uh, Bulldog doesn't begin to describe the fight that's in that kid. And you wouldn't know it by looking at her because she's all uh, – I think she's listed in the program at 5'6", but that's being very generous. Right. Um, 
so she normally gets the task. Doesn't matter if it's uh, now. Granted, if the center is six two, she might not guard him. But she's normally guarding the other team's best player, regardless of their position, and she's giving them everything they have. Uh, but then we've been bolstered this year. Like I said, we got younger. We've got uh, three tremendous freshmen who have come in, and they're playing very big minutes at the varsity level. Um, all three of them guards. We've got uh, Mary Harmon, who is who has taken over the point guard duties with Miley being out, and so she's, you know, she she wanted to sit down before the season and talk to me about some of her goals and things. She said, you know, I want to be the starting point guard. I said, I love your confidence, but you understand. You know, you have a quarterback in in football on the basketball yeah. side of things. That point guard is the the player with the most responsibility. You have to be an mm-hmm. extension of me out on the floor. And she said, you know, I want that pressure. That's what I want to do. So loved her confidence coming in. And then uh, another guard, Allie Powers, has stepped in nicely in Miley's absence and kind of taken over that second leading scorer. Uh, spot that you know when Miley went out, we kind of figured that Leah would would step in and be that leading scorer. But um, Allie's done a really nice job of coming in, and she just she's one of those kids who has a knack for scoring the basketball mm-hmm. in a number of different mm-hmm. ways. Um, and then last and certainly not least, we actually have kind of a twin to Emma McQueen in Carmen Thackeray. The her ability to guard and. She's listed at 5'5", five, five, and that is another generous gift, I think, too. Um, our kids like to inflate their heights, but <laughs> ju- just another bulldog mentality defensively. And she's really um, – she's done a nice job from an offensive standpoint this year, knocking down open shots in our offense. Mm-hmm. She's not really hunting for those, but when the ball finds her in in a, a scoring position, she's done a really nice job of, of knocking down some open looks that she's had. You mentioned – uh, the freshmen and, and, and the big roles and the big minutes that these freshmen are, are, are getting. For you, from where you sit as the head coach, what kind of challenges does that present for you in terms of game planning? I, I, I've always been a coach who says if you're going to be in uniform on the bench, you better be ready to play, regardless of if that's for two seconds, two minutes, two quarters, or whatever it is. And so you know, even with these freshmen, we've kind of just thrown them into the fire and said, right. you, you've got to figure it out. We don't have another option. You have mm-hmm. the talent to do it, and it's just getting them up to speed. And I feel like I, I talk till I'm blue in the face when I say, you can't do that at varsity speed. Like th- some of the old habits that they have, because, you know, it's a group, th- these freshmen lost one game in their entire junior high career. So they're used right. to success. And in okay. many games, they would show up in the gym and they would win just simply because they were better. You know, they'd right. show up and they could be sloppy and do these things. But just because they were flat out more talented, they could get away with those things. And I just keep telling them at the varsity level, you can't get away with that. It, you have to be sharp and crisp and in and your pass fakes. And when you drive, you can't be loose with the basketball. There's always going to be somebody swiping in there. And so the the challenge has been more getting them to understand that there is never a moment at the varsity level where you can relax. If you're back on your heels or you take a deep breath, there's always going to be somebody there waiting to to step in and, and make it a challenge for you. So they're, they're getting a lot better at that, but they're still realizing that you know at the varsity level it's 32 minutes and you've got to be on point for the entire 32 minutes no doubt about that and so tomorrow night coach you make the short trip down i-74 to uh, east central and incidentally and i should have known this will actually be there we will be broadcasting that game live on air with you um a team like east central talk to me briefly what sort of challenges do they do they bring well, the the first thing that they have is they're so well coached, and Kevin does such a good job of having them prepared, regardless of the opponent. And now they've had some time to sit and, and get ready. And I know that uh, you know they dropped a few in a row there that they weren't necessarily expecting to. And and I know that I, I'm sure Kevin has not made practice an enjoyable thing for them. So they're going to come out chomping at the bit to see it. Uh, to see somebody else in a different uniform, they're not having to, to practice against themselves and beat up each other every day. But, you know, they, they start everything that they do starts with uh, Josie Trable. And, you know, everybody in this area knows what a tremendous player that she is. You know, she's she was a junior all-star last year would be shocked if she's not on the all-star team this year. So that just tells you her level of play. But what Kevin sure. has done year after year is 
they'll always have that one or two quote unquote best kid, but he gets his role players to step up in big moments. And, um, you know, that's something because we always have a game plan that we're going to follow just like they will. And, Really, over these last few seasons, and we've matched up the the big difference in the game has been whose role players are going to step up and, and and make the big plays. And so, I think that will be a challenge for us tomorrow. Is not only containing uh, Trable, but uh, making sure that we are on point when it comes to following that scouting report and knowing is this a kid that I'm able to help off of a little bit more, or is this somebody I've got to close out on to take away that. That three-point look, it's just going to be, and again, you you know, you ask about that challenge of coaching younger kids, they get handed that scouting report and like, oh my gosh, I've I've got all this homework that I have to do for school and you're handing me eight, nine, ten pages of scouting report, what am I supposed to do with this? And, you know, they dive in really well with that, but now it's a matter of, okay, I've got to remember it on the moment, remember personnel and be ready to to act as, as soon as those situations come up at, at game speed. All right. Well, Coach, good luck to you and your squad tomorrow night. Again, we'll be there with you. We'll have that game on air and online. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that counts, right? This will count in your conference play. Correct, yes. We only have East Central one time. Um, okay. Actually, Batesville is the only school that we still play twice. Um, so yeah, every conference game that we go out, or I'm sorry, every conference opponent that we go out against is the one that counts, except for the first Batesville game that we'll have here in a couple of weeks. So, you know, like I said, in all but one of my years as coach, this has been the game that has decided the eventual conference champion. And so even though we're playing it here at the end of this, or the end of November, we know that there's a heck of a lot riding on it. No doubt. Well, again, best of luck to you. Um, not just tomorrow night, but through the rest of the season and coach there's no doubt we'll reach out to you later on in the season love to have you back on the program and see how things are going for you and your girls absolutely really appreciate you guys having us come down and and the chance to talk about our kids and our program and and we'll see you tomorrow night at east central sounds like a winner that's head coach jason simpson of the lady greensburg pirates they'll be doing battle tomorrow night at east central we'll have that game for you we'll keep it on basketball here on the coach's corner in just a few moments we'll move up the road to olenberg academy and talk to head coach eric excuse me head coach eric feller that's coming up right after this on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com what the fumella have you tried the new fumella a smoked mozzarella cheese from ison's family pizza it's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from wisconsin Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Sumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want 
close by. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner continues with the support of Great Plains Communication, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Uh, be sure to check out the Lady Pirates and the Lady Trojans tomorrow night as they'll do battle at uh, the Coliseum, as I like to call it. And if you can't make it out to the gym, we will have that game for you. Start time should be around 7.30 with uh, Countdown to tip off getting started somewhere around 7:15. Again, keeping this basketball theme rolling, we head up to Olenberg Academy and I have an opportunity to speak with the head ladies basketball coach, coach Eric Feller. Coach, welcome to the corner. Thanks, Terrence. I appreciate it. We are definitely glad to have you and talk to us a little bit about the Lady Twisters. Again, if my information is correct, you guys are two and three on the young season with an opportunity to draw even at 500 on tomorrow night when you take on Edinburgh. Correct. We uh, won our first two games of the year and quite honestly, those were two games that kind of ex- Kind of expected to win, sure. Based on uh, returning starters from last year, Jackson Dell game was a was kind of a toss up in my opinion. Lawrenceburg, we knew that would be a tough one. We knew we'd have to play well to win, and quite honestly, we played played them well for three quarter. Well, sorry, two quarters and seven minutes of that third quarter. We uh, <laughs> were up, we were up three with a minute left, and then next thing you know, we're down three at the quarter break, and um, we played them well. Lawrenceburg's a really good quality team. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in the AAC and Jacksonville, we thought was a it was a toss up, and we just we were just off off balance, quite honestly, that whole night. That was you know, if you're thinking about uh, as an offensive coordinator in football, you know, you, you just I just never felt comfortable in terms of what to do next. Yeah, mm-hmm. Coach Smith, as you know, um, yes, he's he's not a bad he- uh, head coach, head girls no, coach, and he was he just. He just kept kept us off balance all night, and we were slow to adjust to some things. And he did a great job, and we didn't particularly shoot very well. And and Jackson Dell just you know flat out played better than us. And, and um, Union County was the game we played last Tuesday. They I was worried about them for two reasons. One, I knew they had the ability to shoot the three very well. They had one quarter versus Batesville where they just bombed them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first quarter against Batesville. I think Batesville made a run at them toward the end, almost win that game. But and but. Outside that first quarter, they really hadn't shot well. So I thought, you know what, you know, uh, what is it, Murphy's Law, or you know, not Murphy's Law, but at some point they were going to start making those threes again. And I was afraid it was going to be against us. And sure enough, it was against us. They end up going eight of seventeen from three. And they are the type of team, quite honestly, they're not really the most athletic team, but they just play very, very good team basketball. It's like the type of girls that have played basketball for, you know, six, seven, eight years together, um, that type of team. So I was a little bit worried about the name for good reason. And, and we we made a good comeback toward the end. We just couldn't, just couldn't pull it out. But, yeah, we got a busy week this week. Edinburgh tomorrow night, they're struggling a little bit. Uh, they're... They are a team. I'm hoping we can. Uh, they've only got seven girls, mm-hmm. so it's. But we're going to Edinburgh on a Tuesday night. That's never. It's an hour drive. It's a varsity only matchup. So, looking forward to to seeing how that plays out for us tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, now you made mention of some of your returning starters. Um, what is the makeup of this year's squad? So it's this is a kind of a unique situation. My this is my third year. My first year, we probably we just I had a group of freshmen who they're juniors now, and a lot of them are are our main players in varsity, and they weren't quite good. Some of them weren't quite good enough to play varsity, but we they were almost in a situation where they had to play because we just didn't have a lot of talent that first year. So we got four juniors um, that are really contributing a lot: Kate Weber. Rachel Lamping, Ellie Ryan, and Sadie Waxman uh, are all starting right now. And then we actually we have three seniors as well who two of them are injured. And Hannah Haverkos, who is a, a, our defensive MVP last year, she had ankle surgery in 
July, and she will play her first match, first game tomorrow night. She is nowhere near being in a basketball shape. She will get there eventually, but she was huffing and puffing this past week in practice. We'll get her up to speed at some point. And then Megan Bauer tore her ACL in the summer as well, but we're really, really hoping we'll have her back after the new year. She's looked really good in practice these last couple weeks. She's starting to uh, shoot, be a little bit more active on the side. She's not cleared yet to do go go live, but man, she she's looking better and better every practice. But the one senior who is contributing a lot and is is Ashley Borgman, and man, she is just all over the place. Love watching her play. She is like the she's just very feisty. Um, she does all the little things for us, and is the heart and soul of our team. Brings the most energy. We also have two freshmen who are contributing as well. Rachel Sutman is a, is a Rachel Sutman is a freshman. She's had a little bit hard luck staying healthy. She she before our first game, she went didn't go to school that day. So we practiced with her up until the day of the game, and then she just she couldn't play because she ended up getting sick. It was on a Friday night, and then she thought she felt good enough, and she did play that Saturday the next night, but we come to find out that she really wasn't healthy enough to play. She never got over it. Um, so she's been out the last couple games because of uh, her sickness. She finally came back tonight and practiced. So she's finally, finally healthy. We'll have to get her back in, in game shape. And then Nora Haverkos has played every game for us. She's a lot like Hannah, very good defensively, very active as a freshman. And we've had to really work with her getting out working out those bad middle school habits as a freshman, but we're really excited about her at the varsity level this year. Okay. Well, Coach, i got to be honest with you. You're going through the names of the team, and for a second, I thought you were calling out the starting lineup of the (laughs) Ladies' Twisters soccer varsity (laughs) squad there for a second. Um, But tell me, you've got these these multi-sport athletes. What's what's your take? Because, again, it's it's a a constant, ongoing um, debate about specialization versus multi-sport athletes. When you look particularly at your team and you've got all of these young ladies that play multiple sports, particularly together, uh, what's your take on the specialization versus multi-sports? In a perfect world, I think all coaches would love for their, excuse me, their athletes to focus on their sport and work on getting better at the skills in that sport. But I honestly love that they are playing other sports because I, you know, I think we're seeing quite honestly more and more burnout from, from girls and, and guys as too, all athletes for playing year round in some of these sports, mm-hmm. but our girls, you know, I think Megan Bauer is the only one that did not play a fall sport. Every other girl on our roster in our program played a fall sport and, and they, uh, they come in, it's a new sport. It's a new fresh outlook on different things. Some of them, this is their better sport. Some of them, it's not their best. Some of them, it's their number one sport. So I'm a big proponent of obviously them playing different sports throughout the year. And I know if you talk to a lot of strength guys, our, our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Capitelli, you know, he's a big proponent of that as well. And I think, I think most people are, but I, I love that they play multiple sports, especially for us. Yeah. yeah and, and I can, from what I have, just my experience, watching calling games particularly the crossover between soccer and basketball um seems like they can their their field slash court vision is a lot better they can see passing lanes better than some of those single sport athletes so so i agree with you i think there's a big payoff particularly when you're talking soccer and basketball for sure we got in, in kate weber and rachel summer two volleyball players for us and they are kind of tall lanky players they are very good defensively as well for us um, but most of the major the vast majority of our our program is definitely made up of, of those soccer players it's just very athletic they're they're definitely they're more in shape than our volleyball girls and they'll, they'll and our volleyball girls will be the first to admit it but it wasn't it wasn't that big a difference as you would think but um for the most part yeah they are 90 percent of our girls are that are in our program are, are from the soccer program okay sounds good sounds good well listen coach we won't hold you any longer i know you've got things to do to get ready for this big road trip tomorrow night um and uh, there's no doubt that you guys are poised and ready to bring home a victory and even up that record to 500. Um, I know it's a long trip, but uh, 
Uh, we're, we're, we're sending you all the good vibes and positive energy your way. Good luck, not just tomorrow night, but also the rest of the season. Thank you, Terrence. I really appreciate it. Hey, we will check in with you later on in the season just to see how things are going. Uh, and again, thanks so much for your time. That was head coach Eric Feller of the Olenberg Academy ladies basketball team. We've got more Coaches Corner coming up here in just a second on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have Breadsticks Nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Curtin Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful Helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors. And our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Curtin Elko celebrating 50 years of business. Managing diabetes can be a daily challenge. But the more educated you are, the better off you'll be. At Margaret Mary Health, their diabetes program is led by registered nurses and dietitians who are committed to teaching you how to manage your diabetes more easily. Taking care of yourself is key to avoiding complications in the future. To learn more, visit Margaret Mary Health online at mmhealth.org or call 812-933-5000. That's 933-5000. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Welcome back as Coach's Corner continues with the help of SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Uh, be sure to... Um, Visit Southeastern Indiana's most viewed website, uh, WRBIRadio.com, and check out the scores page where you can see the final scores from area games, and particularly be able to see who won that game tomorrow night between uh, the Lady Twisters and Edinburgh, if you are not inclined to make the drive down to Edinburgh to see it for yourself. Now, welcome, uh, we'd like to welcome to the program um, head cheer coach from North Decatur, Coach Brianna Morris. Coach, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, you had a busy, busy and exciting um, fall season with football, uh, with all the success that the Chargers had uh, on the football field this year. Uh, yeah, we did. It was um, an incredible season, and as I talked to Coach Stern just the other day at lunch, and I said, as a cheer coach, I think that's the most fun I have ever had yeah and, and and there's no doubt about it your your group your young ladies they play a big part um and not just the spirit in the stands i've talked to a, a couple of other cheer coaches and i'm starting to learn that you guys have a lot to do with just school spirit in general um is, is that right oh yeah um i am also in charge of the spirit club at school and uh, I pretty much make it a requirement that my cheerleaders participate in it just so that way uh, when we do themes for the games, I make sure that we have a lot of input and just to keep, uh, keep the school spirit up, not just at games, but throughout the school days. Now, when you say spirit club, I forgive me, I'm not familiar. What exactly is spirit club? So we basically pick out the themes for the student section for every game that's home and games that are closer to home. So when we go to Greensburg and South Decatur, um, where we have um, a big enough student section to actually do a theme for. And then throughout the Mm -hmm. school year, we also do a couple fun activities. Like last year, we did a t-shirt contest and um, then we had the option for students to purchase them. Okay. Now, 
again, as I mentioned, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to other cheer coaches in the region, and I'm really learning a lot about what you guys do. Um, one of the things that I found shocking was that cheer is really it's really year round. It is. Um, so we start in June, and we practice mm-hmm. throughout the summer, and then we start football season. And well, this year especially, we had football season and basketball season crossover. And we basically go until February. And then on top of that, my girls compete. And so we are also trying to come up with competition routines. And we actually have our first competition December 11th. Now, this is exciting because, uh, Coach, you'd be the first um, squad that I've spoken to that actually do competitive cheer. Tell me a little bit more about how that works. Oh, um, we... So our, we do three main divisions. So we have a timeout division, and that is mm-hmm. where we do what we would do at a basketball game for a timeout. We run onto the floor, and we do a chant or end a cheer, and then we run off the floor. And then we have okay. a game day division, which we start out with a band song, and then we do a chant okay. and a cheer, and we finish with our fight song. And then we do what's called an extreme routine, and that is where we go all out with um, mashups of different songs and put stunts together and pyramids, and that is the more um, elaborate division. And so um, Mm -hmm. we get judged on how we spirit, how we engage with the crowd, how clean our stunts look, um, and with our dances, just making sure that transitions and um, and everything just looked nice. All right, that's uh, that that's really really exciting. Now, one thing that some of our listeners might not be aware of, and and I definitely want to kind of uh, bring this to the forefront. Um, we're also starting to find out that there are several student athletes um, that are actually getting D one scholarships offered to them in cheer. Um, is, is is that something that you're seeing more and more of? Oh, absolutely. And I cheered in college, and I can say that a lot of athletes I've noticed as when we started cheering in college, um, a lot of, especially the males, they were football mm. players in high school. And then when okay. they went on to college, they still wanted to do something, and so they would try out for the cheer team, and they make great stuntmen. And the way I understand it, uh, uh, and you can either confirm or deny, but I, the way I understand it, a lot of the the men that are involved in D1 cheer are actually some of the better athletes on campus. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing. Now, do you have any male cheerleaders in your squad currently? I do not, but I would love to have some males on my team. Well, I, you know, I've been, uh, I've been championing the cause, just simply letting people know that it is a great way, and because of the numbers are so small, it is a great way to get a scholarship at a D1 school. I mean, obviously, you have to be good, but, uh, you know, there's yet another avenue. If basketball, football, baseball doesn't do it for you, because there's so much competition to get that one spot, um, Division One cheer is another opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Well, that is as good. Well, listen, I definitely want to make sure, Coach, that we check back in with you, particularly around the competition time, because I'd love to hear how uh, that went for uh, your Chargers cheer squad. Um, and you can come back and tell us all about it. Oh, that would be great. Well, we will make that happen. And again, thank you for your time. Thanks so much for joining us. That is the head coach of Chargers Cheer, Brianna Morris. And we've got more Coaches Corner coming right up after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and on the free tuning app on your smartphone. Search W. RBI. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella? A smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. 
Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Stop your stockings with savings on high-speed internet and more from Great Plains Communications. Connect with friends and family near and far. Stream your favorite holiday movies by the fire and shop till you drop online for those special gifts. Call 855-853-1483 or visit us online at gpcom.com slash holiday22 to learn more about holiday offers and speeds in your area. Offer valid on residential services only through 1-6-2023. Other limitations and restrictions may apply. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner is brought to you this evening in part by Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick Garings and the aforementioned Ison's Family Pizza. We've got one more guest. Some would say we saved the best for last. Joining us on the program is head basketball coach at Batesville High School, Coach Aaron Garrett. Coach Garrett, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks, Terrence. Good to be here. Well, you get the season started off in a, a positive direction. You go on the road in a non-conference opponent, but in probably one of the hardest buildings in uh, southeastern Indiana to play in, and that's down at Jacksonville at the Eagle's Nest. Um, you guys get the victory there, and a spirited win at that was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, and then it's always fun to go compete there. Fifteen years ago, my first game as head coach was down there against the eventual state champion Jacksonville Eagles. So they're Love the Eagle fans. They're always, they always show out in force. Our people travel down there. It's a short distance from Batesville. It's a smaller gym. So it just gives you that Hoosier hysteria, that Indiana high school basketball is exactly what was happening there Saturday night. And like you said, good opponent, well coached team came back. They had experience that came back from their final four run last year in, in class A basketball. So it was a matchup I looked forward to. And it was, it was fun to see my guys out on the floor and let the fans see what I've been seeing in, in 16 practices before the, before the first game. Uh, one of the things that kind of jumped off the page in terms of what we witnessed on Saturday night coach in particular, uh, when I compare that against maybe some of the teams we've seen in recent years, uh, in, in recent years, it seems a lot of these a lot of these bulldog teams were slow starters. That was not the case Saturday night. Uh, they came out the gates just hitting on all cylinders and running the floor um, extremely well. What do you attribute that to this early in the season that that fast start? Well, and we've we're healthy and, and knock on wood that that continues to be the the case. Last the last two years we've been hurt by um, just untimely injuries or a sickness. So uh, as hard as these guys work, my biggest prayer is for all of them to stay healthy and be able to show what they can can do out on the basketball court. And our emphasis this year is I do think we have some more some more offensive ability potentially with, with everybody healthy. Obviously with Cole Pride at 6'8", that's going to put pressure on defenses, period. Mm-hmm. And then we, we've got some guys back that played for me last year, some split-time guys that are now full-time varsity players. And one thing last year's group showed them, and especially Cole Werner, was to push the basketball with the pass, not dribble, dribble, dribble. And that started to show last night or Saturday night when the ball's moving up the floor. If you're on the wing, you know you may get the pass because if a teammate's going to pass up the floor, you run harder, right? And then it started off, I mean, very similar to that first play, that first basket of the game for us was Jack Runkmeyer gets a tough rebound. We fly up the sideline. Uh, Cole Pride sprints up the middle. Jack takes a couple dribbles, looks his heads up the floor, his eyes are up the floor, and he throws a, a heck of a pass to Cole, who's out sprinted the defense, and he makes a great catch and athletic finish. And that really did set the tone, as you said it, and it made things exciting for us. Um, and we have guys that can, can do things at all levels. Carson Lakers, a pretty small sophomore point guard and not very experienced, right, being a sophomore, first varsity game out there, and he has five assists, for example, and really did a nice job uh, getting rid of the ball to eliminate the pressure at times against the one three one, just moving it across courts and and making things happen that way. And then just guys willing to run for each other, share the ball, make the extra pass, make the one more pass. 
and it's just a it's a fun way to play. Yeah, something else that we noticed in uh, this first game as well, Coach, was uh, the team's ability to make adjustments on the fly, whether that was adjustments that the coaching staff was making during timeouts or whether it was adjustments that, that uh, the team itself were making on the floor. Um, it was good to see them be able to um, when when Jacksonville would get on a little mini run, it was good to see them be able to respond almost immediately. What do you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, from what I told you after the game versus watching film and, and watching it back and breaking it down, I'm very very proud that we never we never trailed in the game. And there were plenty of times Jacksonville came roaring back and we didn't relinquish the lead. I think the closest they got to us after the start was maybe four. And we now to Jacksonville's credit too, we never was able to totally get away from them either, mm-hmm. and how they kept fighting. So definitely adjustments being made um, from coaching points as we run sets and out-of-bounds plays and offense for the first time against an opponent instead of our our, our JV team, for example, and, and some of the timing things that happen, some of the adjustments made in timeouts defensively, offensively as we as we face Jacksonville's schemes. This group, this group has, I would say, I would classify them as having a, a high-level basketball IQ where those adjustments can be made pretty quickly. And it, it, again, represents what we've seen in our practices in terms of being able to teach things, and they pick up on them pretty quickly. And the number one key to that is just the challenge at the beginning of the year where I'm not going to coach effort. If you can't bring full effort, you probably slide down a JV if you're a varsity aspiring player. Um, and, and you see we run a pretty tight rotation, and some of that's mm-hmm. based on that. And these guys have worked really, really hard. It allows us to get more taught on the practice floor, and you see that play out on the game. And probably the stat I'm happiest about, I told the guys tonight as we did film session, was we had 18 assists on 27 made field goals. And we didn't we didn't shoot as well as, as I think we can what these guys have shown in practice because obviously we overcame 19 turnovers. Usually, if you, have a, if you have a team that's given up 19 turnovers, you are not on the plus side of the win-loss ledger. But what got us there, just the sheer how hard they played, um, and then the basketball's moving, sharing, getting good looks. And we had, like I said, we had these, those 18 assists, which is phenomenal. I think it really highlights how this team plays. And, and Cole Pride obviously had 25 points and 14 rebounds. And he stand, he literally stands out at 6'8", but, I mean, very efficient. Um, had 19 yeah. in the first half. Jackson Dell did some things. And so some other guys picked up some scoring. And teams have to pick their poison inside because you've got – uh, Cole that can do some things at 6'8 inside. Then you got Jack Grunkmeyer, who's built totally different at about 6'2, maybe 6'2 and a half, but just so sheer strength in there can kind of displace people just with his his athleticism and strength. But then Cole Pride opens up the game, obviously, can can hit from three. A little out of bounds play and an offensive set we ran, and he, he shows that he can hit that three. And when you think about the wings, I, I already talked about Carson Laker kind of running the show over there from the point guard position. We have wings with Kate Kaiser and Sam Johnson. Gus Prickle works in there in terms of, of working those wings. And those guys can – Sam had a huge three to answer. I believe he answered the dunk on the one end. Yes. He comes down, yes. and, and we Carson passes up the sideline. And we worked on this again tonight in forest transition where it's it's a one-two step catch. Your feet are gathered. You're on balance. And Sam answered with, with a three. Um, Kate had some – Cade had some athletic finishes. He had some some attempts. He I know he'll want back and he'll to attempt eventually convert. I, like I told Cade tonight at practice, I got to remember sometimes he's only a first game sophomore. I mean, he wow. seems older because he, he was with us up last year. Athletically, he looks more mature already for his age. But we got to remember, I've got a I've got a, a first varsity game sophomore at point guard. We've got Cade just his just his uh, first game of his sophomore year. He's got some experience, but still a youngster. And even those other guys. Um, Gus is playing some of his first varsity minutes. Gronk and, and Sam played last year. Cole Pride played last year, but they were split guys for me in February right. for JV. Right. Um, and then Braden Maple, freshman for me, who who got some run. His we'll, we'll continue to tweak and figure out his playing time between JV and varsity because we got to maximize his playing time. But he's had to spell us some minutes at that varsity level too. And I, I, I like the fact that he wasn't scared of the stage. You never saw any any um, just shock or or just being the stage too big for him there in, in a raucous gymnasium on the on the road. So he'll continue just to get better and better and better because he's an extremely hard worker and tends to pick things up pretty quickly to this point, having coached him. So 
Not, not very many guys are in the rotation right now. That's open to adjustment, being how practices go and how guys compete at different levels and, and whatnot. But very, very ha- happy with the effort because the guys, I thought, it looked the same way when I watched it back on film. Man, they played extremely hard for each other, and there's not many of them sort of logging heavy minutes. It's just, it's just fun to see them. Just, you know, I don't know. Anymore, as, as I've coached more years, it's just fun to see a group of dudes come together, play really, really hard for each other, and, and not care who gets the credit. Yeah, and, and maybe this speaks to um, playing hard. Uh, the other thing that, that kind of jumped off the page to me was uh, not just the volume of, of offensive rebounds, but the commitment to getting rebounds. And obviously, you know, Pride at six eight, he's clearly going to get his fair share. But even when he was not on the floor, there seemed to be um, – uh, just a serious concentration on I've got to get this rebound. Is, is is that something that you guys been uh, had worked on in the in the in the off season, or is, is that just who this team is? Well, we do. I mean, we'll break defense. Def, we'll break rebounding down to sheer footwork, positioning, arm bar, and we do some very very basic drills. And then in our zone, obviously, always a concern of playing a zone defense is you're not matching up the man that's responsible for blocking out. You've got to go find a man as you're playing different different uh, slides in our zone. So I was I was definitely pleased because that was my main concern coming in because Jackson Dell so long and they crashed. Mm-hmm. They showed mm-hmm. that Tuesday night when we scouted him against South Ripley. But I really challenged our guys to crash offensively well. So not only are they are they doing a great job on the defensive backboard. And some guys are playing above the rim. Like you said, Cole Pride can go way up there at 6'8 and get some rebounds. But a Jack Grunkmeyer's going to carve out space. And if his hand's anywhere near a basketball, he's going to get the rebounds. Sam Johnson does a really good job of, of blocking out and using the strength he's gained in the offseason. Cade's more of an athletic dude where he's up around the rim. But then offensive rebounding-wise, I challenge our guys to go after the glass. I mean, Gus and Carson will probably not be crashing because they'll be at that safety back and transition. I wanted our other four guys, especially three guys, crashing. And there was one film I showed, one clip of the film I showed tonight where, um, as the shot goes up, Sam Johnson shot up from our left wing, right in front of our bench in the second half. Kate Kaiser's not, not even in the clip, but all of a sudden you see him at the rim, almost getting a tip because that's how hard he sprinted in and Trent from transition. Like I challenged him. I think at some point this year we'll see, uh, we'll see a tip dunk because that's that's okay. how hard he's crashing. He crashed some other times. So the rebounding piece was probably what I was most concerned in going into the first matchup, and arguably what I'm most pleased with in terms of how well we did the job and just, just like you said, battled and just was just would not stop going to the boards. Yeah, definitely fun to see. Let's uh, take a quick look forward, Coach. Uh, Friday night you've got Greensburg, and I, I would imagine it's uh, safe to consider them your conference nemesis, one of those games that you – you don't have to say much to get guys up ready to play uh, when Greensburg is on the schedule. Um, so I'm sure there are some, some obviously some known uh, quantities when, when you play a, a, a well-coached Stacy uh, a Miners team. But but what are some of the challenges uh, you'll face Friday night? Yeah, for the first time this year, the biggest challenge will be we went, we will be their first game. Um, we mm-hmm. have not seen them play. Usually we at least have one game. A lot of years we'd have two games on film on them already. But they were supposed to have a, open up in North Decatur, and North Decatur had the football success, so that game got bumped to later in December. So we will go into that game somewhat blind. Now what right. that means is just like Jackson Dell went into our game, we we will scout. We have film broken down from last year, and we know who the returning players are. And then the biggest thing, yeah, unless things have completely changed this year, which I don't think they will have, is you got to first and foremost. I've always thought you have to get back defensively. Um, they will they will get layups on you, or really easy looks if even one person's jogging back defensively. So that'll be a highlight of our of our practice this week. And then just getting out, they will they will space us. Um, they'll have typically they have all five guys on the floor that can that can shoot from the perimeter. So that'll be a challenge for our zone. How much can we stretch our zone? As fans saw on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Having Cole Pride does give us the luxury of being be more aggressive this year in our zone. We can uh, we can stretch those forwards. We can bring those guards out higher. We're going to have to. And then, like we discussed earlier, the key is going to be able to get the checks outs and, and get the get the rebounds, so you won't give them more than one offensive look each time. But that's always my on top of my scouting report for for a Greensburg game is get back, make them at least score over our defense. 
and they'll score just like we'll score. It's just going to be a matter of um, who can make some some stops, who can be more disciplined and and play out the game plan how that team wants it played. Because like you said, this there's no doubt it's it's Greensboro Batesville. It is our rival, our main rival. Um, should be a fun, fun atmosphere in our gym, just like it will be when we go to their gym in January. And quite frankly, there's a reason why when our conference changed, when we added Connorsville and Rushville, we used to be one of only two conferences in the state that played everybody round robin. You would play every conference opponent twice when it was six teams, and that was brutal because then most of them were still in our sectional. But we kept Greensburg on as two games um, each year, even though we don't need to in terms of conference play. But just because of the rivalry, the gate, the fans in this area enjoy it. And there have been some monumental back-and-forth uh, games between us and Greensburg. They they really put it to us in the in this game last year at their place after Cole Warner went down with an injury that week, and we lost our point guard. Mm-hmm. And we battled like crazy without Thomas Raver in the January game and up losing by, I think, five. Right. So it's you can put records aside. You can put any – I mean, it's going to be a – the athletes on the floor know what this game means. It's always a fun to be a part of because it's going to, I don't know, guys always step up and, and prepare at a high level, and I think you'll see our guys play at a high levels. I know the Greensburg guys will too. They they returned quite a bit of talent from last year, had some key losses, but also returned some some key talent. So it'll be, it'll be like you said, we'll have to make, the kids will have to make adjustments, our staff will have to make adjustments as we kind of see who Greensburg rolls out there that are unknown to us right now. And then the guys that are returning, what have they improved in? What's their skill set this year? What scheme are they using? Who are they highlighting? We have to make those adjustments on the fly on the game floor and during our timeouts and try to maximize them. Well, Coach, congratulations on the the, the hot start to the season. And, um, I mean, you know, like I know, I could talk EIAC basketball with you all day long, but I'm up against it. Uh, we will be with you on Friday night. Um, and uh, best of luck to you there. And if you can't make it out to the gym, folks, of course, we will have uh, the Pirates taking on the Bulldogs. We'll have that here for you on air. Uh, tip off at about 7.30. Pre-game starts somewhere in the neighborhood of 7.15. And, folks, that's going to do it for us on this episode of Coach's Corner. I want to thank all of our coaches and being so gracious uh, with their time. I want to thank our own uh, Rob Moorhead for his interview with uh, East Central Trojan, excuse me, state champion East Central Trojans head coach Jake Miner and the interview that we heard at the top of the hour. I want to thank uh, Coach Jason Simpson, uh, the Pirates, uh, uh, ladies, Lady Pirates head coach, for spending some time with us. And, of course, all of the coaches that stop by the corner each and every week. Uh, I know you've got so much on your plate, so many different things uh, claiming your attention, and you're just always so gracious with your time. Coach Eric Feller with the Lady Twisters. Also, North Decatur cheer coach Brianna Morris. Of course, of course as always, Coach Garrett, um, also always so gracious with the time. That's going to do it for us for this week, folks. We will do this again this exact same time, the exact same place next week. Um, it's where we can talk to all these fine, fine coaches and the programs and the student athletes that they represent so well. So from all of us here at WRBI, including uh, my main man, John Heil, for producing yet another award-winning broadcast, uh, in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself, we will leave you with this. He would always say, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. Uh, this is Terrence Arney saying goodnight and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.